Can't get mad. Still can't get mad. We are now 30, geez, 36 games into the season, and I have no complaints. Zero. Legitimate complaints. A couple nitpicks. No legitimate, I'm pissed off complaints. That's always a good thing. Let's talk about it. This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Shook up the world again. Anthony for three. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to episode 369 of BD4. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, the Knicks every game, and MMA on the weekends. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast here, be sure you, uh, you know, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can find the podcast on the many platforms, wherever you get your podcast on. Make sure you download those episodes. And uh, if you find us on Apple podcast, give us a five star rating and review. If you want, we're currently a five star podcast and we would like to keep it that way. If you want to find me on social media and follow me there, be sure to find me and follow me on uh, Facebook at r.j.carbone. And you can also follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And lastly, guys, if you want to keep up with my Knicks and Yankees content, I write a blog. If you go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and you put into the search bar the Bomber Bocker blog, you will find my blog. Um, now be sure when you subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com that you do so using code 6A2841ERJC. This way you get a discount 10% off everything. With that out of the way, man, let's get to it. Let's not waste any time tonight because it is a bit late. I am very tired and I've got some things to do tomorrow. Um, So as I am recording, it is a May 17th. It's Tuesday, May 17th. The Yankees just finished up defeating the Baltimore Orioles um, for the second time this series. It's a four-game set. So if you are new here and um, I haven't explained to you yet, what we do with the four game sets is we split them in half. We'll do a middle game episode, 
I'm sorry, a mid-series episode, and then we'll do our normal post-series episode. Uh, that'll only be for the four-game sets. You know, for the two-game sets, for the three-game series, we'll just do the normal post-series episodes. But for the longer four-game series, we'll uh, do two episodes a series. Unless we're very occupied. But um, let's get to it, because the Yanks, <laughs> they just keep on rolling. Like I said, I have no legitimate complaints at the moment. So let's talk about the first game of the set, which took place on Monday. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> oh, you know what I wanted to bring up really quick? So apparently, like, Nestor Cortez is a bad guy. <laughs> Listen, um, there were some jackass, jackasses or jackass singular, I don't know, who, like, this was, like, immediately after his eight innings against the White Sox, um, you know, digging up old tweets from Nestor's account. And they were rap lyrics. And of course, like we do today, we um, we try to find something. We try to look for trouble. Whether that be because you want attention, you want personal validation, uh, but you're just looking for shit, right? You want money. <laughs> Somebody tried to twist it, say that Nestor's racist because he said this explicit word. But, you know, they take it out of context, and they make it something that it isn't. And that happened with Nestor Cortez. When he was 17 years old, so a decade ago, when he was in high school, uh, he put out a few social media posts um, of some rap lyrics from a Lil Wayne song. And apparently it was the, the, this bottom-of-the-earth, scum-of-the-earth um, rodent who, who leaked this and tried to make it a thing. Caused a big thing, and now he had. Then he had to you know, talk to the press about it. It, w- it was just a bunch of shit. Um, so I, I, I do feel for the guy, but um, it, obviously nothing happened, and it's all good. And he's not in trouble because these people legitimately have no power. They like to think they have power, but you hear about this cancel culture. Uh, I was gonna say cancel culture, but you know what? It's more of a cancel cult. Um, you hear about this cancel cult shit where they, they go after a celebrity, the celebrity gets fired, and and shit like that, but then they bounce right back anyway. So it's like, these people have no legitimate power, if you think about it. Um, They're just, like I said, there's scum on the bottom of a shoe. Um, So that happened. I just, just, it's like, who gives a shit? Uh, Live your life, try to be happy, and and just try to live, just just stop taking everything so serious and and being uptight. You can't live like that. Uh, let's talk about the first game of the set because that's what we're here to talk about. So the Yankees took a victory in the first game of the set. Oh yeah, there was this thing. I sorry, I, I was scrolling on Instagram and like people are starting to talk about like I know it's jumping ahead, but like if it was game one of the playoffs, who are you starting, Garrett Cole or Papa Nest? All right, it's gonna be my new nickname for him, Papa Nest, Papa Nest. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a debate, and it's like, oh, I'm starting Cole, I'm starting Nestor. I'm just sitting here thinking, what what a positive that is. How awesome is that, that we can now have a conversation about that? Where, whether we want to start our number five pitcher making, I don't know, $7,000 over our number one $30 million a year ace. That's awesome that we're even having that conversation. That's not something we were having last year. So that that's what I took from that. 
Uh, Yankees win 6-2 on Monday night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they win 6-2. It was a pretty good victory for them. Um, you had Severino going up against, was it Bradish is his name? I don't know how to pronounce a lot of these names on the Orioles. Um, top of the third, Giancarlo Stanton stays hot. Rips an RBI double to deep left field, which was, is a home run last year before they built the new park. It's one nothing Yankees. Top of the fourth comes Jose Trevino, a three-run bomb to the right field foul pole. His first as a Yankee. It's 4 nothing. Bottom of the fourth, the Orioles finally get on the board against Seve when Santander slaps a solo home run to right field. It's 4-1 Yankees. No score until the top of the ninth when you had Josh Donaldson and Anthony Rizzo go back-to-back for a pair of home runs. It's 6-1 to one Yankees. Bottom of the ninth, uh, you know, Chapman comes in, surrenders a home run to Santander, his second of the night, or sorry, uh, Santander, his second of the night. It's 6-2, to two, but the Yanks eventually win. Um, good offense, good all-around offense, six runs on 11 hits, four extra base hits, five walks, uh, 10 strikeouts, no double plays were hit into in this game. Uh, for the Yankees, two for five in scoring position, nine left on base. Yeah, a, a pretty solid showing offensively. Uh, there were a few missed opportunities, like in the uh, the first inning. You had Donaldson and Stanton draw walks. Uh, then Glaber with the two-out base hit past second base. That loaded the bases, and then Joey Gallo comes up to the plate, and he's looking at strike three right down the pipe. You had the fifth inning, uh, Glaber walks, Aiken comes in for Bradish, IKF walks, then Trevino grounds out, Trevino. Not having the accent over his name is going to bother me. It's going to get me all all time. In the eighth inning, uh, Trevino had the two-out base hit, but then Hicks hit into the force. Um, but that was it. The offense was good outside of those moments. Uh, and again, they scored... Six runs without Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was sitting in the first game because he needed the rest. I don't know if he needed the rest, but we're doing the whole, you know, 23 games in 22 days thing, so I get it. Donaldson, great night. He goes three for four, walks and homers. Rizzo hit his first home run in forever, let's just say. Uh, He and Donaldson made that nice play together with Chad Green on the mound later in the game. Um, Stanton reached base twice. He did get caught in no man's land during the that double. Uh, Got to straighten that shit out. Happened again tonight with Judge. Um, but credit to Rizzo on that same play for taking the extra base and making it all the way home. Uh, Glaber got on base four times last night in the first game. A couple of hits, a couple of walks uh, in the field. He made a nice diving stop for the double play in the first inning. Gallo. <laughs> oh shit, did he have a rough night. 0 for 5, 4 strikeouts. He left an entire nation on base. Um, and then he dropped the routine pop-up in the first inning. Um, Jesus Christ. And again tonight, we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, DJ goes 0 for 5, an uncharacteristic night for him when he struck out three times. Um, IKF reached base twice. Trevino, 2 for 4. Three ribbies. Um, I was going to make a joke at the time saying that Trevino is a better hitter than Gary, but it's that, that same night, I think Gary hit a home run 
and he's actually been hot lately. <laughs> but um, and Trevino hit a home run off a pretty tough pitch to hit. I mean, he went up and got that shit. Um, Hicks had a hit from the nine spot. I, like I said, keep him there. Um, keep him in that spot. I think he can thrive in that spot. He also went from first to third on the bases, so it was nice to see that. Uh, but yeah, the Yanks score six runs. Four of them come off Bradish, the starting pitcher, who went four to third. Uh, Aiken came in for the next three and two thirds. They did not score off Keegan Aiken, uh, but they did score two off Bautista in the ninth. Severino, pitching wise, he went six innings, allowed just one run on one hit, two walks, seven strikeouts, a home run, 95 pitches, got the victory. Sevy's now 3 0 on the year with a 3 6 ERA. Now he's 3 0, but in his starts, the Yankees are 7 0. So on Sevy Day, the Yankees don't lose. Do you remember a few years ago, it was like uh, Domingo on a Sunday? They didn't lose those games? Yeah, it's kind of giving me that same vibe when he takes them out. Just feel confident. Um, <coughs> Severino looked great. I, I thought he did. I-, I thought his stuff was filthy last night. Uh, his slider was moving a ton. Um, his fastball was sitting at 97, 98 consistently. He's thrown his changeup so much more confidently this year. I was, you know, going on those nerd sites and, and uh, looking at the frequency of it. He's throwing that pitch the second most this year. And he's going to it against right-handed hitters a lot, which just shows you the increase in confidence in that changeup. Um, he's got command with it, and it moves, and it just does what it needs to do. And he's, you know, he had command of all of his pitches last night. His swagger is just on another level this year. He's always had that type of energy to him, but he's just, he looks just, you know, maybe it's just because he's glad to be back on the mound, but he looks just in a good mind, you know, in a good state. He's got a good mindset to him right now. But yeah, it was another outing where you see um, a, a Yankee pitcher have the back of his defense, right? We remember uh, Cole kind of telling IKF the other night he's got his back. After the error, uh, Severino was doing that to Joey Gallo in the first inning, right? So when we talk about the camaraderie of this team, the culture change, it's little things like that. But yeah, it was a good outing from Sevy. It was a great outing. It was very encouraging uh, to get something like that from Severino. After three, you know, pretty so-so outings. Um, 15 and two-thirds innings pitch in his last three heading in. Ten runs allowed. Earned. He had six innings, four runs against Baltimore, five innings, three earned against the Royals, and then 4.2, three earned against Toronto. One of those starts, remember, he was, like, really, really hot, and then it just unraveled a little bit towards the end. But it was good to see him have a really good, dominant start-to-finish outing um, to kind of regain some confidence. I mean, the fact that he's been the worst pitcher and he's got a uh, 3-6, that's pretty and we're seven and zero in his starts is is a pretty uh pretty good thing um the bullpen was good you know um lasagna tossed the seventh i think chad green was the eighth and then chapman came in for the um the ninth inning right yeah lasagna allowed a hit right away but then he settled in Got the ground ball double play, and then he struck out a batter. He threw 11 pitches. Eight of them were for strikes, so he was pounding the strike zone. Green was perfect, and then Chapman 
got the home run, um, but nothing after that. And that was the first game of the set. I want to talk about the second game of the set as soon as we get back from break. Stay with us. We will be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 369 of BD4. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, yeah, tonight's game, Tuesday night, the Yankees picked up a 5-4 victory. It was Jamison Tyone going up against Watkins. Top of the first, Aaron Judge. And once again, guys, the Yankees have been scoring early a ton lately. That's a great thing to see. Uh, Aaron Judge in the top of the first. Rips an RBI double to left field. Same spot Stanton hit his double. So it was another one of those home run doubles. Um, and it makes it one nothing Yanks. Bottom of the second. Uh, you had Urias. Uh, Urias. Solo bomb. Off of a Tyone cutter. It's 1-1. Top of the third. Yankees answer back. Judge answers back with their right center field. Solo home run. 2-1 Yankees. Um Bottom of the fourth, Mancini scores on the Glaber Torres error. It's tied at two. And then Nevin takes a hanging slider deep to center for a sack fly to judge. Uh, and that scores Root and Odor. 3 2 Baltimore. Yankees answer back as they've been doing a lot this year. Right when they give up a run, they will score runs. And they do that in the top of the fifth when Aaron Judge just raking. Uh, for his second home run, could have been his third of the game. This one off of Kreibel, going to dead center field, 422 feet. Uh, it's a 3-3 game. Top of the sixth, Yankees keep going. DJ LeMayu gets the RBI ground out. It's 4-3. Top of the seventh comes, and they need some. They get some much-needed insurance runs. Uh, you have Glaber Torres, the RBI base hit. That'll score Josh Donaldson, and it's 5-3 Yankees. Um, bottom of the ninth, obviously Chapman makes it way too close again. We'll get to that, but the Yankees win 5-4. Um, the offense, they were good. The lineup, once again, scoring enough. Um, they went out and got five runs on 11 hits, six for extra bases, four walks, three strikeouts, a double play hit into uh, they were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, leaving 11 left on. So there were a lot of missed opportunities um, where they could have cracked this game open in the first inning, right? After the judge double, you had Rizzo and Stanton draw a pair of walks to load the bases, but they got nothing else out of that. Um, in the third inning, after the judge home run, Rizzo doubles, Stanton walks, but I think Labor Torres flew out. Fourth inning, Higashioka had a base hit. Um, I think DJ LeMayu grounded out versus Watkins. Um, fifth inning comes, 
against the Bolton, uh, the Baltimore bullpen. This was after the judge home run. You had Donaldson grounded into a double play after Stanton singles. Um, sixth inning. Bases are loaded with one out. We end up getting only one run from it on that DJ grounder. Eighth inning, DJ and Judge go with back-to-back singles, but we get nothing from that. Uh, ninth inning, Glaber doubles, but bad luck Joey lines out to uh, off of uh, Gillespie. I don't know. I don't know a lot of their fucking names. I don't think anybody does. But Joey Gallo lines out in the ninth there. We don't get Glaber in. So we were 0 for 9 in scoring position, but again, to, to see this offense produce 5-plus runs consistently is a positive. Even when they're off, they're scoring. Um, five runs or more in seven of their last eight games, right? So ever since that Texas Rangers series where it was just pitiful to watch um, when the pitching carried, the lineup has woken back up. You know, Judge had a monster night tonight. He was 4 for 5. Three RBIs, a double, two home runs. Again, could have been three. Not going to be one of those Yankees fans who complain about ballparks, though, because uh, and he had one single in there as well. He just had that one mistake earlier, trying to stretch the double to a triple. I don't know what it is about this Yankees team trying to go from second to third and, and not being smart about it, but that made it three nights out of four uh, where the Yankees are screwing up on the base paths. Um, that one I didn't mind as much. Obviously, it was a hustle play. And it didn't come back to bite us, um, but still, Judge is just on a tear. He's he's just on a freaking tear. He's batting three fifteen, man. <laughs> I mean that's crazy. I remember his rookie year; he was batting over three thirty by the All Star break, and then he had that gigantic slump. But I just feel different now with Judge. I feel like he's much more of a mature hitter. And this 315, who knows? I mean, he might not hit 315 at the end of the year, but we've seen Judge. Last year, he hit just below 290. I mean, I don't know, man. He's on pace for, I mean, he's got triple crown numbers. right? He's on pace for 63 home runs. I think it was, was it Cohn or uh, it might have been O'Neal in the Chicago series. Yeah, he was, he was there where he's, Kind of, he was bringing up Miguel Cabrera when he was talking about Judge, but Judge is on another. I mean, he wants to get paid. He's on. A, he's on a tear. Uh, so maybe not. You know, extending him preseason was uh, the smart. Uh, was smart by both sides. You know, was smart by Judge to test himself, and now he's only motivated to do better. And um, it, yeah, smart of the Yankees to not do it. But they're going to have to, you know, the way he's playing, I wouldn't be shocked if he got $300 million. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a $40 million a year player. Uh, he wants it, and, he, and he's playing like it. So, good for him. He is he is uh, on a robust run right now. He's having a hell of a season, an MVP season. At the moment, um, Glaber was the only other Yankee tonight with two plus hits. Uh, he was two for five with a double and a single. Uh, could have had three hits. I, I thought that one error they ruled could have very well been a hit. But anyways, he's continuing to put together great at bats, and that's what we want to see. Uh, the Glaber Torres that we saw last year, the year before, completely different player than the one we're getting right now. Um, he's not a hundred, 
100% back yet. You know, he'll occasionally get pull happy. But for the most part, his approach at the plate this year has been pretty clean. He's bringing that right center field line drive approach, right? And when he's swinging the bat, it's more of a level swing, and he's finding holes out there. He's going the other way, finding gaps, uh, and he's just doing what he needs to. And the numbers for Glaber on the year are inching closer and closer, closer and closer to respectability. Batting 741, uh, the OPS is 741, and his average is now up to 250. So closer to the labor that we all fell in love with when he first came up with the Yankees. I don't know that I'll be that. I don't think you're going to see a 38 home run season from him. But to expect him to to bat around 270 and give you 20 bombs, uh, that's I think we'd all sign up for that. Um what else? DJ, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson and Higgy. Excuse me. We're the only, uh, not the only, we're the other Yankees to reach base twice. Stanton has now reached twice in six of his last seven games. Uh, Donaldson, it's looking fun, man. He's got a very level swing. I know he's been one of those guys who's like all in on the analytics, but his swing doesn't seem like it's like an analytics swing, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not like a gallo type of swing. It's pretty level. It's got a little bit of a you know, launch angle type of swing to it but I mean he he barrels the shit out of it when he makes contact he's barreling it and he's you know we were talking about preseason how Donaldson's got a lot of opposite field power and I feel like all of his hits have been towards that right center gap he's showing that power he's displaying that for us and on the year, talking about numbers, his numbers are kind of exactly where I was expecting and hoping so he's right where I would like to see him at around 250 the OPS is now over 800 he's on pace for about 20 to 25 home runs maybe he's looking good right now he's swinging the bat very well and it's very fun watching Josh Donaldson be productive because he's always been a good third baseman all year for this team but now that the bat's coming around that's just another lethal weapon that we have in this lineup (laughs) Um, it'd be nice if Rizzo can start getting hot again right Uh, I keep saying he'll be fine I always say you know he's Gonna be fine. He's gonna work his way back to it. I mean, and he's you know he's showing signs of life. He's walking more still, and he's occasionally getting you know the RBI hit. But Tony Meatballs is hasn't been with us since that three homer game. You know we need that guy. Um, but you know you had to know he was gonna slow down a bit. Because he was he was on pace for a ridiculous season, but it'd be nice to get him back to being a little more productive again at the plate. Um, let's see. DJ was hit by a pitch in his first at bat, had an RBI tonight, and then in his final at bat, he got uh, a base hit in there. He needed that last week or so. DJ has been slumping, so hopefully he can start going back upwards again and you know living around that three hundred mark. Um, Gallo was 0 for 5 again tonight. He's now 0 for 10 with five strikeouts in his last two games after talking about how well he was hitting prior to. Um, and his comments after Monday night's game were just talking about how he wishes he could be like DJ. He doesn't know how DJ does it. Really? You don't know how DJ does it? DJ has got an approach. DJ knows how to hit it where it's pitched. Tonight, Gallo had a pitch that was right down the pipe, and he tries to pull it. 
It was a pitch that he needs to be taking up the middle to the right side. Instead, he tries to yank it. And his defense, oh my gosh. And All you heard when he came over here was go glove, go glove. Yeah, he might suck at the plate at times, but he's a go glove defensive player. Well, you know, since he's been here, he's been mediocre. I would even say this season, at least, he's been below average. I mean, another misplay tonight after another misplay yesterday. He's been making misplays all season. I mean, at this point, he's making me miss Tim LaCastro in the wind. Um, but, oof, you know, is he worse than Miggy in left field? At least Miggy can maybe hit. Uh, I don't know. Florial? Can Florial come up? That might have to be over Hicks, and they're paying Hicks $10 million, and they like that Hicks walks, so I don't know if that's a... I heard Florial was hitting a little down there. I don't know, maybe we got to make that trade sooner rather than later for Brian Reynolds or <clears throat> Ben <Attendee. clears throat> Um We'll see. But all in all, again, five runs versus the O's tonight, two off Watkins, who went four innings, one off Crable, who pitched the fifth inning, and then one off a of former Yankee prospect, Dylan Tate, who went an inning and two-thirds. Um, on the pitching side of things, Jamison Tyone went five-plus innings for the Yankees. Um, how long has that been? Oh. If you're watching the podcast, I'm very sorry. Um, on the... Uh, I should have had it looped, but it wasn't looped. There we go. Yeah. It kind of uh, stopped playing the highlight clip on the right. Um, Jamison Tyon, five plus innings pitched, three runs, uh, six hits, a walk, two strikeouts, home run allowed, 82 pitches in the win. He's now four and one on the season with a 3 2 ERA. Uh, yeah, not much to say about his outing. Um, definitely his worst start of the year. Uh, he hadn't allowed more than two runs yet. Heading into this start, but you know if that starts going to be five plus innings, three runs as his worst of the year, you take that and run with it. That's great. So I don't think he was awful tonight at all. I thought he was just bleh. And if bleh is his worst, again, that a lot of these Yankee pitchers this year have been so good that their worst outings are very bleh. That's the worst you're going to get, and they don't come often. I mean, so we're we're, we're that's the most impressive part to me. The pitching staff, top to bottom, not just the starters, the bullpen. I mean, Michael King tonight. Oh, Christ. The sixth inning, the seventh inning, the eighth inning. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He was super efficient. Always gets the job done. I mean, his pitches move like crazy. He's got that wipeout slider. I don't even think they call it a curveball, and yes, it's more of a wipeout slider. I mean, that pitch is filthy. It sweeps laterally um it, it's a ridiculous pitch and oh yeah he's got a sinker at 97 and he'll mix in the four seamer <laughs> three innings tonight nine up nine down six strikeouts and he only needed 38 pitches <clears throat> he's insane he honestly could have and maybe should have gotten the ninth inning there with how he was rolling um but it was chapman uh, and and chapman has got to go. Uh, I think he's done after this year. I honestly, I, I don't see the Yankees re-signing him. Um, but I'm talking right now, he's got to go. I mean, I literally said to my brother right before he threw the first pitch of his night, 
I said to him, I said, you're going to know if Chapman's on by the first pitch he throws. And the exact words I said were he's either going to come in throwing 100 on the black or he'll be 93 way out the zone. And what does Chapman do tonight? He literally throws 93 a foot upstairs on the very first pitch. Now, he ends up getting the strikeout, and then he gets a ground out. So he's got two outs, nobody on. Looks like we're going to head towards a clean Chapman outing. But then he surrenders a single to Nevin on a hanging cement-mixing slider. Then a single to Robinson Chirinos, who was pinch-hitting for that righty-on-lefty matchup. And then he hangs another fat slider to Ryan McKenna for an RBI double. Um, I thought off the bat it was out for some reason, like out, like for a home run. So I was shitting myself, uh, but it lands right in front of Gallo. And, and and Gallo deserves blame because he played this ball like it had COVID all over it. Um, so that happened, and run score, and Chapman at the end of it gets out of it. But another outing where he just did not have it. Three runs, one hit, and 18 pitches later, Chapman gets the save. Uh, I mean, the gosh damn tying run was on third base. The winning run was on second base. It was the Orioles, folks. This is the O's he did it to. The 14-23 and 23 Baltimore Orioles were not going to be able to win 60 games for a second consecutive year after this season. This team sucks. And if Chapman's having trouble against them, we might have to make that Clay Holmes move uh, sooner rather than later. And Boone, you know, he had Clay Holmes right. He had him up because he doesn't even have faith in Aroldis at this point. And then I saw after the game that Araldis won the belt. You know, the Yankees usually give out the belt after every game to the best performer or whatever. Chapman won the belt tonight in the clubhouse. <laughs> I get it though, right? It's one. Of, it's kind of part of that uh, that pick me up mentality that we always talk about. Um, you know, their clubhouse chemistry is is definitely legitimate. So it's good that they're you know making him feel good like that, but. <laughs> He, he, he's he's got to go. It needs to be Clay Holmes soon, man. And maybe we wait for the Clay Holmes regression game first before we put him at closer because he's been so great that I don't know that he's going to pitch to a 0-4 ERA, which is just absurd even for a reliever. But um, you know, maybe we wait for that one game, kind of like King had a few outings ago, where he doesn't have it and then we put him at closer. But um, one thing I don't want to do, and Rico uh, Ruko brought it up on the post game tonight. I don't want to do the uh, the whole closer by committee idea. I just feel like with baseball, the great teams have closers. Every great Yankees World Series team had a closer, right? Even before Mariano, you had the closer. Uh, who was it? Was it Sparky or or uh, I don't know? They they had the the motherfucker who got arrested too. But they always had a solidified closer. The Dodgers have Kenley Jensen, right? I don't want to be like Boston, who doesn't know who the hell is going to close for them because this guy sucked. That other guy has sucked. Like I want a, a, I want a guy. I feel like you. Ha- I feel like it's an important thing to have is a guy at that position. Um, I think Clay Holmes, like we mentioned in the last show, guy who pounds the zone, keeps it on the ground, doesn't give you anxiety, is a perfect guy for that position. But um, speaking of Boston, <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw them tonight. Holy shit. Um, it makes it all that better that the Yanks are playing so well and Boston is playing so bad. 
But yeah, uh, meanwhile, the Yankees are 27 and 9 and just rolling. They're a wagon. Uh, in Boston tonight, I mean, talk about getting bitched around. Evaldi allowed five home runs in the second inning. Boston gave up nine runs in the second inning overall. It, unfortunately, it was to Houston, but it was in Fenway, which makes it that much better. Um, I don't know what Alex Cora was doing, but how you let Evaldi give up five home runs is beyond me. If you got to pick up some Boston jackass from the street, you do it. Throw them out there. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's going well right now for the Yankees. So credit to them. Credit to Boone. He's been great. Uh, I, I did see a comment in, in a Yankees thread after the game tonight saying how we have been using King a ton, Holmes, Green, Lasagna a ton. We don't want to burn them out. I don't think, I'm not worried about that. I mean, these guys are young, right? Michael King is 26 years old. Clay Holmes is 29 years old. Johnny Lasagna is 27 years old. These guys are going to be fun. They're going to be fun. Um, it's guys like Chapman who I'm worried about. But, you know, if we got it, whatever we got to do to win, I'm for, you know, that that's and these guys are coming in in, in these big spots and they're winning, helping us win. So and these wins are huge. I don't care that it's May. They're huge for the reason that if we do go on a slump sooner rather than later or whenever it is later, if we do, we need this win for padding. Right or if we do have injuries and we're not the same after that, we need these wins for padding. It's big. So, good start to the series. First two games in the books. The Yankees take care of business. Um, so do I have any of the other notes? I, I like Cameron Maben. I think Cameron Maben's done a good job. Um, I've got no qualms w- w- with Cam. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure Beltron's a cool guy. A little brutal in the booth. Uh, he still hasn't gotten really comfortable. I, I didn't even know. I thought they canned him after the first game. Uh, I, I, I like the first inning tonight. He didn't say a word. We were a good twenty to twenty-five minutes through, and finally, in the bottom of the first, he says his first words on the tell. I'm like, did, did they fire him or something? Is he just not there anymore? But he finally speaks. I'm like, oh, he's in the booth. <laughs> I'm, and he, he knows a ton of baseball, and he seems like a nice guy, but man, as as a, so it's not personal, but as a broadcaster, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, he made Mariano comparisons with Chad Green the other night, dude. What? What? That's it, guys. Um, we're going to head to our break. Get back and we'll wrap it up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day and RJ's parlay. So stay with us. We will be right back. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram, 
at Rob J. Carbone. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 369 of the podcast, Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on the weekends. Um, If you guys have not subscribed to the show, be sure to do that. Let's get to it. Let's get to our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Welcome back to the show for episode 369, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is Mike Mussina spent eight seasons with the Yankees. In how many did he win 15 games? All right. Mike Mussina spent eight seasons with the Yankees. In how many did he win 15 games? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. If you guess the answer but get it incorrect, I'll let you know what it is in the next show. But yeah, that's our NYY NYK MMA question of the day for episode 369. Once more. Mike Messina spent eight seasons with the Yankees. And how many did he win 15 games? And how many did he win 15 games? Alright. So with that being said, let's get to our final segment of the show and wrap it up with tonight's RJ's Parlay.
Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night, because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. So for episode 369, tonight's big parlay is, well, we had a four-pick parlay on the Yankees-Orioles game. And unfortunately, like a lot of the t- like a lot of the time, we flopped. We busted. And like a lot of the time, it was just one pick that screwed it all up. Uh, we had the Yankees money line that hit. We had the alternate over of six and a half runs. I hit the over that hit. I had Lemayhu one plus hits. That worked. But what did not hit was Jamison Tyone four plus strikeouts. Jamison Tyone only recorded two strikeouts tonight. Of course, he has a season low in strikeouts whenever I bet. Or the, the one time I include him in a bet. <laughs> so that was tonight's plus 208 four pick parlay. Maybe next time. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 369 of BD4. Welcome to the podcast, and I'll see you. I don't know why I said welcome to the podcast. I'll see you in the next podcast. I'll see you after this Baltimore Orioles series, which will end on, what's today? Today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll end on Friday, if I did my math there correctly. No, Tuesday, Wednesday. It'll end on Thursday. So I'll see you Thursday. Um, Obviously, that episode will be out Friday morning. But um, as you're listening to episode 369, this episode, it should be a Wednesday. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. 27 and 9. 27 and 9. First place. And things are looking up. Things are looking great. So I've got no legitimate complaints as of now. I am very content. So go Yanks. And I'll, um, I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.